One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to the Other Day Club Dream Podcast. I am Kirsty Ferugia. And I am Amy Ravel. My husband says that every time I say that, I sing it. He said, I can tell when you're doing a podcast because I hear you kind of sing. And I am Amy Ravel. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Kirsten, I sing when we talk. That's fine. My whole conversation this morning has been about singing. Really? And song and um, how we can have, how music, just how music is so um important and can situate you in time and can take you mm-hmm. out of time and mm-hmm. all, all the things around music and singing and song and having songs that resonate with you oh my gosh yeah. so anyway that's a well, whole nother that, podcast it's that soul connection with songs like I was saying to Elijah yeah. yesterday because he plays the didgeridoo and I said to him I haven't heard you play the didge in a while and it's like when he plays the didge I feel so connected to country like it's so mm. strange because we've got no we don't um he's not aboriginal identify at, at, all. <laughs> at all with in you know being aboriginal Torres Strait Islander so I don't know like there's something something about it but you something are Australian it. and you were born in Australia and mm. so you are situated you you are situated in Australia and so yeah, that yeah. makes sense to me because mm. I feel the same when I hear the didgeridoo as well. Yeah. When I hear any form of Indigenous music, mm. song and dance, I'm like, oh, that it gets me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, the conversation I was having this morning is just how um, out of time and space music can be. And mm. so it can That's be, cool. it is like, and we feel it in places yeah, yeah. and we can like there's so much emotions connected to it and yeah. so absolutely love the dig as well and it does mm. make me go oh what a privilege it is to have been born Australian yeah. and to feel some connection to the land even though mm. it's a minuscule amount compared to our Indigenous brothers and sisters yeah. who are really connected to this land. Yeah. It's so cool, isn't it? Time management. Hey, we're talking about time (laughs) and now we're talking about music and how it's outside of time and space. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about time management. Um, Clearly, you've just seen Kirsten and I go off tangent. (laughs) And sometimes that's just one of the little hurdles with time management is that you get distracted. And as an ADHDer, 
get distracted all the time. So I think this will be a really, really good episode for everyone. It's awesome if you're neurodiverse. It's awesome if you've got um, other things that you need to account for. Like if you've got a physical disability, you need to account for that in your time management. If you've got six kids versus no kids, that changes how you manage your time. So um, I'm excited about this episode. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that your diverse brain can bring your lens to it as well. Mm. Yeah, because um, actually in terms of my own executive functioning, time management, in terms of being on time, getting things done by a deadline, no problems at all. Using my time well can be the challenge. So time management is not just about can you get to your appointments on time? Because I am never late. And Kirst, you will know to my detriment, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And so there's, yes, so many components of time management. Yeah, because prioritising is one of the parts of time management and executive Mm. functioning. And for you in particular, like when you say you're such a a fun Um, Go on, say it. No, just it's it's fun being in business with you uh, because <laughs> you have you're such strong values around being a person of your word mm. and time. So yep. when you say to somebody, "I'll get back to you by three o'clock," you have to get back to them by three o'clock because you, in your view. Getting back to them at three past two is being disintegrous. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, yep. I um, I also find from the way that my brain thinks is making – so that it also goes back to the four tendencies of Gretchen Rubin is if I make a commitment to somebody else, I am way more likely to stick to it than if I do it myself. And so if I say to someone, I'll call you back by three – that's also a way of managing my own time management because I'm giving myself a hard finish. Because yeah. if I just say I'll get back to you, I then have this, the responsibility for that to be a self-motivated thing. I need that. I yes. need to motivate myself to do that. Whereas if I've given my word, I don't find that difficult. I will move heaven and earth. So it's. I find this such an interesting topic because it's so complex in my brain. <laughs> yeah. And because in my brain, like you, and, and this is what happens, and this is some of the tension being in business with you, is mm. that I have something equally important that needs your attention and you have to drop and run to go and make that call, call by three o'clock. Yeah. And I appreciate and really value you being a woman of your word in lots of ways. <laughs> Except when it Except when it impacts, impacts on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's um it also depends on our your life stage with time management. So Kirst, your time bounds are quite firm. And so time management for you doesn't have fuzzy edges. The things that need to be managed in time have generally speaking, like it's certainly yeah. not cut and dry, but Generally speaking, there are firmer edges to myself. And so how you approach time management also depends on whether you're running to schedule, whether you're schedule-based or whether you're task-based or whether you're values-based. Like 
Yeah, or people-based. People-based, yeah. whether you're motivated by yourself or whether you're motivated by others, yeah. whether you feel like you have a really limited amount of time or whether you have the ability to, you know, some people, and sometimes I feel a little bit like this, curse, where I sometimes feel like I operate outside of time mm-hmm. and sometimes I do stuff, I'm like, how did I get all of that done in that amount of time? I actually don't know how that works. And I feel like it's a little, you know, superpower sometimes, but can also, you know, be annoying, is that sometimes time doesn't make a difference. Like I can just go off in in a, um, what's the word, like hyper-focus mm-hmm. and the t- time almost slows down. Mm-hmm. So you, time management in that moment is really different to time management that's reliant on other people. So yes. when I'm hyper-focused and, and working solo, time genuinely feels like it slows down. I feel like, oh, wow, I just I got so much done or I've got 50 things on my list and I feel confident I can get through them all. But I'm not a sole, solo business owner. I'm not a solo operator. I've got team. I've got a business partner. I've got family. And so... I'm drawn back into the limitations of time regularly, particularly when working with others. And I think I'm understanding this more as I say it out loud right now. <laughs> yeah. And this is comes back to another conversation, same conversation that I was having this morning with somebody about time, like about mm. music and singing and songs and mm. music was about time as well and how exactly what you said that sometimes time can stretch and Mm. seem like it's only been a minute yeah when it's been hours Mm. and so and time is fascinating and our brains are fascinating and we want you dear listeners to think about this some more too and how it is Mm. that your unique brain works and what what is your relationship with time? Are you mm. always running late? Are you always running out of time to get something done? Are you do you need to plan your days? Do you love unplanned days? Like do mm. you um, need to work on your prioritization? Do you need strict boundaries? <laughs> you know, yeah. do you need like what is your relationship? with your brain <laughs> what mm-hmm. is your relationship with time and what's your relationship with other people I remember my sister and brother-in-law did mm. this course parenting course 17 years ago <laughs> when they became parents and and they were part of this course is talking about time and how when you are late to something Mm. you're actually robbing the other person of time and it would just and I know dear listeners that some of you are like yes and then other of you are like but also like aware of everyone else that's got like (laughs) executive function and they're like easier said than done Kirsty oh a hundred percent and that's where like I um, being a person who loves being on time as well, I was like, mm. yes, yes, at the time. <laughs> and now knowing more about 
um, and having a whole lot more grace for other people than I did 17 years ago, Mm. I am realizing that that is a huge hurdle for some people to manage. Like, and what a whole lot of shame and guilt to pile on somebody who actually is very unaware of time through no choice of their own. Mm. And there are tools. Like I've, one of my kids has really high anxiety if he was ever running late for something and he doesn't ever run late because luckily for him, he's got Cal and I as parents and we don't run late. Um, But there are also tools that you can put in place. So if I was a naturally five-minute, ten-minute late person who – and that also is part of the definition. So, like, if if you think about cultures, you know, the saying Fiji time is that it's loose. It's time that is fluid. Whereas if you were – I've got friends who are German and time – is much more finite. It's much more to the minute than around about. And so I think culturally it makes a difference too. And in your family, you have culture. Does your family kind of say, yeah, around about then and the doors open and there's no kind of firm boundaries. So it can be a lot about how you were brought up, where you were brought up, who you were brought up with, as well as, like you said, your own personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I remember listening to a podcast and now I'm never going to be able to find it. So I'm sorry, dear listeners, <laughs> I won't be able to point you in the right direction. But it was, um, I know, it was a, I'm sh- pretty sure it's a Dax Shepherd podcast mm-hmm. um, talking to um, a person who studies different culture in workplaces, but, and they were talking about, um, you know, working in Germany compared to working in, in Japan and the different mm. cultural and what we as Westerners think is appropriate is seen as in the opposite in different yeah. cultures and, and time being one of them. And mm. I just think it's fascinating and so arrogant that our worldview we think is the worldview and is yeah. the only worldview. This is the right and the wrong. Yeah, whether that be Western and generalization Western culture or whether it be Kirsty culture and the way yeah. I view the world. Yeah. Well, my view is the only view and it's the only view that matters. <laughs> <laughs> no. So many of no. us feel like that. <laughs> yes. There's a great quote in Suits, the um, show with Megan Markle and Harvey, more importantly, um, <laughs> that a new lawyer arrives to the office at, I think it was like 8 o'clock, and he says, where have you been all morning? He goes, I'm on time. It's 8 o'clock. He goes, if you're not an hour early, you're late. And I really resonated with that. Like I said to Cal, oh, my gosh, that's how I feel, <laughs> is that if you're not early, you're late, but actually that's not fair either. So when you have unrealistic expectations mm. of, yeah, we say work starts at eight, but really if you're not there an hour early, we consider you to be late. Sometimes you just got to communicate these things because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just all assumptions and ripe for miscommunication. <laughs> yes. So we aren't all born knowing how to manage our time are we no some of us are and some of us are really really not yeah 
Do you think it's something that you can learn or um, grow into? Is it a 100%. skill? Yeah. I think it's it's a natural skill. I think people who are really good at it tend to find it quite natural and the people who are not so good about it have really good scaffolding around it. So, yes, I find that I'm always running five minutes late for a meeting at work. So actually I set my clock or I set alarms or I do this or I get to the – I spend the half hour before the meeting working on my laptop in the room so I don't go down a rabbit hole and when everyone arrives I just put my computer away. So I think the scaffolding that you put around, Kirst, is, is really important um, and hopefully we can give you some scaffolding in this episode or we can just trigger that thought of, oh, I should I should just have a look, listen to some podcasts around time management or read a book or uh, – have a look online at some tools to improve my time management or just speak to my boss or speak to my partner and go, oh, I've just been wondering, like, how do you see my time management? I'm really keen for your thoughts on that. Yeah, because we have this conversation sometimes. It comes up sporadically in our business with you Mm. and I because we're different in this way around, like, how do we use our time and is that Mm. the best way to use our time and is that... And what are you getting done in that time? Not from yeah, a, yeah. not from a, um, checking in, checking in, no. but just no. like how can we work to grow in this area? Yeah, yeah. And we're not running a small business anymore. Like, how do we be good stewards of our business? Yeah, because I do think that um, you know, understanding how I use my time um, and how to use my time. Mm-hmm. I had to, Belinda writes our show notes a little, helps us prompt us. And I had to read that line like five times to see the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Understanding how I use my time and how to use my time is really important Mm. because it definitely impacts on productivity. It helps or like it is, uh, informs my ability to be organized or disorganized. Um, and it can really help to set realistic expectations and goals, mm, mm. especially when it comes to decluttering. And we talked about expectations last week in our episode. So go back and listen to that when you have time. <laughs> <laughs> and something we talk about in our Head, Heart and Home course is that not all time is created equal. Mm-hmm. If you imagine you spend three hours binging a show that you can't believe you haven't seen before and you're so excited because there's four seasons of it and time flies versus if you spent that same amount of time waiting in queue for a COVID test. Three hours, the time is exactly the same. You've got the same amount of seconds and minutes, but the time doesn't feel the same and not all time is created equal. You can be efficient with your time. You can Um, be intentional with your time. You can be unintentional with your time intentionally, like holidays. We're like, actually, we don't have like, oh, we're going to eat lunch at 12 o'clock each day. Do you know what? When we're hungry, we'll go find food. And there's flexibility in the way that you use time. Time is, I don't want to get into any kind of like physics theorem, but time is meldable because just by the fact that you can look around and go, that person, you know, what do they say? Like they call people who are so good. Like you just, you're like a superwoman or you're, you know, how do you get so much done? You're so productive. It's actually about how they use time. 
that's the difference. And one way is not right or wrong. We're not all called to use our time in the same way. Mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because spending time with somebody, a loved one who's dying, mm-hmm. is at slow time, priceless, <laughs> and yeah. is slow. And you know, sitting giggling with your grandchild is priceless and cannot and escapes time like yeah and some things like has literally require time if you think about breastfeeding do you remember did you breastfeed I can't remember yes I did so I breastfed both of mine but for my eldest I had to I chose to I didn't have to I chose to pump because he couldn't latch and so I think I did six months of pumping in reflection, holy moly, girlfriend. Why did nobody slap me across the face and say, <laughs> Let what it are go. you spending your whole day doing? Anyway, that was what I chose to do at the time. And I was spending like eight hours a day on the one task of feeding my child. Now, there, was, there could have been quicker ways. But that was the way I chose and an invaluable way to use my time. Nobody was saying, oh, my gosh, Amy, you're so inefficient with your time management. Actually, in that season of life, holding, snuggling, singing, changing, bathing, walking, feeding, that, that's how you use your time. And so, no, that, you know, there's seasons, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Where, yeah, the time efficiency and time management is not about effectiveness or, you know, trying and, and, to find the right way, you but know, you find it for me. <laughs> but I think, I think you're landing on this concept of how Western culture really is very time-oriented mm. and very task-orientated. Yes. And yep. very outcome orientated Mm. like whereas other cultures aren't the same like you said Fiji time what like actually what's more what's more important than spending time with people and Mm. that's why you're Mm. late to the next thing because you were busy spending time with other people like Mm. and so I think that it's so values-based isn't it how we use time it is and and whether it be right or wrong or, you know, and that's up to you to figure out for your own value system. Mm. Um, but I do, I, I want to question. I want to question what is it that we're... I don't want to question it too much. I know because it's <laughs> challenging to you, my friend. But I do want to question, like, what are, we, what are we really valuing when we value something done quickly and in efficiently and yeah. in in time like but, so Kirsten, I yes I that's an Tell awesome question right yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I think the reason that question's important it's because what is driving you to that because I'm thinking in my head as a business what do we if you break it down to say we were selling we're what are we selling and we say, you know, we're selling freedom from clutter, but actually we're selling time. Mm-hmm. We are selling our time as professional organisers. We come and give you physical time to help you make better use of your time at that moment with the decluttering and organising, to help you free up time of in the future so you're not looking for things. You can find things, you can put things away so that you can spend time 
doing the things that you want to do, which is bushwalking, listening to music, holidaying, building a wall, whatever. Like it's all about the exchange of time in our business. So I feel like there's that we don't want to be so focused on time, but also, you know, having a professional organizer come alongside you is a time management tool because you're buying time. Like they say the only thing that you can't buy more of is time. That is rubbish. You totally can buy time. You just buy other people's time. Yes. You can buy time. You can't personally live more time. But of all the things you're going to put your hand to in your life, time. Like it's why we, it's not the only reason we send our kids to school, but it's an example of I could totally homeschool, but I don't. I exchange time. Yeah, your time for somebody else's time. Correct. And expertise and skill and sanity and a million other things. things. (laughs) Yeah. And this is that time as well. And, and, (laughs) and it is not just about time because it is about the expertise. It is people, it is listening to stories. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't value a session that I sit and listen to stories all day compared to one where I get 50 bags of rubbish and donations out of the house, mm-hmm. I don't weigh them differently. Yeah. Some people do and that's fine and that's yep. cool. Like you do you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't though. I don't weigh them mm. differently. I don't value them differently I because I value what my client wants out of the session. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually then about, as we said, the values and priorities, because where you spend your time is where you value and prioritize. You can't not spend any time with your children, but say they're the top priority. It doesn't mean you have to spend all your time with them. No. And it doesn't mean you need to spend more time than your next door neighbor or your best friend or your sister. No. It looks different. Yes. But you do where you spend your time is showing priority. If you watch TikTok for eight hours a day, your priority is TikTok. Yes. Because that's where you're putting your time. Yeah, yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. These have been some really great philosophical questions, like thoughts. Let's yeah. get onto some ways that we can help people. <laughs> other than what are some of those scaffolding things? Bending conversations <laughs> and time bending conversations. Yeah. So, what how... is something you do, Kess? Let's go practical. Let's go. Yeah. What is a tool or scaffolding or what, however we want to frame it that you use for time management? I definitely think that one of my skills and is prioritizing mm-hmm. and is looking at my to-do list and going, okay, what actually needs to be done today or right now or and what can't wait any longer or mm. – yeah, so is prioritizing my to-do list um, really helps me, and I know that's really challenging for neurodiv can be very challenging for some neurodiverse people. Mm-hmm. It can be challenging for non-neurodiverse. Can Correct. be challenging for but everybody. But it's a tool. It's a tool that works well for you, and it's not just a tool that you know of. It's a tool that actually has the desired effect when you use it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I, I do look at my to-do list and look at everything on there and then value it as in, as far as what is my priority, what is the priority of me to do today? Mm, it's um, so annoying, but it, you are, you're right, right. You aren't good at it. I say through gritted teeth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I challenge you to do it and mm-hmm. it is challenging for you, isn't yeah. it? Tell yep, us about why it... prioritising is challenging for you. I think... I think other people will feel the same as you. So mm. I think this can be validating mm. for other people. And I think I'm, I'm really only this year understanding that that's hard um, and I think it is post my ADHD diagnosis that I'm learning about things and going, oh, so when I see, so one of the scaffolding things that I use for time management is a to-do list every single day. Um, everything is on the to-do list. If I'm having a day where I need to feel super productive, I put things on like eat lunch, <laughs> have a shower. Most times though, I can just do those things. Um, but when I look at it, these are all the things I need to get done and how I manage the, um, it's not anxiety, the pressure of the to-do list is I try and what's, like I'll spend the first maybe half an hour of my day getting as many of the little annoying things off as possible. So get that list down to the important things quickly. And then I'll tackle like the hard things because I know they're going to have multi steps and da 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 da. And what can I only do in the time that it has is time bound? For instance, I work quite long days, but you'll be pleased to know I'm not making client calls at nine o'clock at night or seven o'clock in the morning because I need to make my client calls in business hours. And so 
I will look at my to-do list and make sure that I do those things. But there'll be other things that I'm like, that's important, but that I can do that at seven o'clock at night after dinner when the kids are at basketball training, I can sit and do that. So I find it, I don't, I find it really difficult to prioritize in terms of I should do this one first and that one second. The way that I do it is around how am I going to fit all this in and then give it a red hot go. <laughs> yeah, you you take that um, rocks and sand and stones yeah. approach. Correct, yeah. Yeah. And to the point, Kess, where and I may have shared this before but I think it's worth sharing again, is when Cal and I were first married I was so into time management and I was reading all the books and I was, you know, like it was something I took great pride in that I wasn't a waster of time. Um, it also meant that I never stopped, mm-hmm. but I had no desire to. I had a list that I kept with me that had things I can do if I have a day free. And I had <clears throat> a list of things that took eight hours and then things I can do in half a day. And I had things that were four hours, like I can't even think what they were, but there was a whole list. Then I had it broken down to two hours, one hour, half an hour, 15 minutes, five minutes, one minute. And I kept that list with me for years so that when someone like me who's arrives at an appointment early, I would pull out the list. What's something I can do in 10 minutes? Call a friend. Okay, so I'd call a friend. What's something you can do in half an hour? Read a chapter of a book. Great, I always had a book on me. And there was this like drive to make every minute count. And I think sometimes that's the enthusiasm of youth as well, that you're like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. There is so much to do in this world. There's so many problems to solve, so many exciting things I can get involved in. How can I suck every morsel from this life that I've been given? And it, and it, you literally just fill it to the gills. Thankfully, I now laugh at, you know, 21 year old Amy and think, oh, sweet girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot that you carried, that you had to use every moment or that you would be stewarding your time poorly, I definitely don't feel anything of that now. I'm very happy at the end of the day to watch some Netflix or, you know, play on my phone or scroll Insta. Like, I'm so okay with that. But there really was this list that I carried around very proudly and these are the things that I fill my tiny little pockets of moments with. I don't think you've ever shared that with us before. Really? No. Okay. Happy to be wrong, but. Are you glad that you didn't know that before we went into business? (laughs) Hey, Kirst, I've just, here's something I prepared for you earlier. I see glimpses of that 21 year old Amy more than you care to admit, my friend. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So that, that was one of the tools I used Mm -hmm. and it, I actually, I'm not going to say it didn't serve me at the time. I think it's, I've matured and I've grown and all of the things, but it was one of those things where I went, how can I do this well? Yeah. Um, And also I think, Kirst, you and I grew up in the 80s and 90s where there weren't phones, there weren't, like when we went to a restaurant as a family, mum would pack colouring in for us. Mm -hmm. And so there was a sense of, there is moments of time and even at 21 there wasn't tech like we didn't have internet we didn't have mobile phones like you didn't have that stuff to fill those moments 
nowadays everyone's filling those moments. They don't have a list that they keep in their pocket. They, they have, have a, a phone, phone that they keep in their pocket with a million apps on it. Mm-hmm. And so even though, you, listeners, you're probably laughing at 21-year-old Amy, I would question, are you doing are you exactly that anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was I being intentional and doing things that aligned with my values, like calling a friend and actually how we do it now, and I include myself in this, is we mindlessly fill those moments with amusement, which, you know, the definition of amusement is not having to think, entertainment where you don't have to think. And so, there's absolutely a time and a place for that. Rest oh, and amusement is Nothing essential. wrong with those things. Yeah. It's just whether or not are that's you, taking up all of your time management time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And are you defaulting to that without it being intentional? Yeah. 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 So let's give you some few other practical steps that you could manage your time differently. Mm-hmm. You may or may not be doing this already. Um, and so we're just going to list them off yep. and you can... See, um, pick and choose. And I really want to encourage you to see things as a practice, like just experiment, experiment, see if it works for you, give it a red hot crack. If it doesn't work, if you've already tried it, that's fine. Or Mm. if you've tried it in a past season and it didn't work, maybe try it again, because maybe in this season that you find yourself in, it actually would work. So Mm. here's Mm. what. The first one is something that I have done in past seasons. I do not need to do it in this season mm-hmm. is do what you can the night before. So thinking about tomorrow and planning out tomorrow, um, you know, maybe that's getting breakfast ready, setting kids up with their lunch boxes already. Um, you, you know, maybe packing their bags for them or getting my gym gear ready before I the night mm. before. And now let me be truthful. I do do this sometimes if I'm feeling anxious about the morning or if I'm really tired and I know that I want to have a three minutes extra laying in my bed, <laughs> I will get my gym gear ready so that I don't have to think. Um, I do think about my day. Like yesterday I had a massive day. I had to get mm. up out of the house by seven thirty, And so I had prepped the kids the night before and I said, kids, I am leaving home at 7.30. Your dad is not here. He's interstate. I need you guys to do you and get yourselves ready in the morning awesome. so that I can get ready as well. Mm-hmm. And what do we need to do to make that happen? And, and, and Emily said, can you ring our, our neighbor to see if I can go to their house instead of me having to sit at home until the bus comes? And I was like, 100% yeah, I right can do idea. that. Yeah. And so there are times, but it's not – it's it it's not as full on as it has been in other seasons where it definitely you know laid out clothes the night before or like before we go traveling we do this I lay out the clothes before so when we're getting up at five o'clock in the morning to get to the airport Mm -hmm. like yeah so that's one suggestion the next one is know the end destination and then work backwards. So you're like, it's that breaking down things into chunks really. It's like, when do I need to, you know, so let's, let's separate it actually out from breaking things into smaller chunks and think about like, I need to be at work by nine. Sometimes 
I like to be there five minutes early because actually the first meeting starts at nine. So if I need to be there by nine, what time do I need to be in the car park? Okay, actually that's like 10 to nine. Yep, okay, well, it takes me 50 minutes. So I need to leave an hour early. Oh, but I do remember that there's roadworks here. And you're just working back rather than saying, oh, I'll just leave at the same time I always leave at. Well, what are the different factors that might come into play of how you make that decision and working backwards? Um, my eldest son does this really well because we our kids are responsible for their own after-school activities and, and putting them in the calendar and telling us what time we need to leave. So I'm great that you've got a basketball game in Box Hill this week. I'm not going to be the one that looks up in Google Maps how long does it take me to get to Box Hill, what time do we need to leave, how long does your coach want you there early. That's not my job. Your kids are old enough now. That's your job. And so that is a tool that can be used, you know, even if you're not the driver or the person getting you somewhere. Yeah, and I think um, one of the key things in that is also adding buffers when you know that, like you said, if you know that there's roadworks, you can add a buffer in. Mm -hmm. If you know that you have a toddler who was up late last night and is probably going to be tired and go all floppy and you can't get them into the seat... <laughs> then I miss those days. New, new siri. So, like thinking, adding buffers in if you, when and if you can. Yeah. The breakdown into smaller chunks, I don't think needs a lot of explanation. It's the stuff you're often taught in school. Is yes, you've got an assignment due, but what are all the the road marks on the way to getting that assignment? And a draft, a second draft, sending it in for submission to someone else to look over it, and so then knowing what those chunks are and just tackling one or often as we say when it comes to the decluttering is just do five minutes just get started just do make it a smaller chunk so it's manageable and not overwhelming Mm -hmm. that leads on to not overwhelming is simplify your schedule so is there things in your schedule or on your to-do list that are really unnecessary and that actually you don't even need to be there and that are shoulds instead of quits um and how can you move things around to make the best use of your time so you know is there you know can you be decluttering your teaspoons while the kettle is boiling can you be decluttering the bathroom cupboards while the kids are in the bath like how can you move things around to work with you instead of against you Mm. And this one is a really good one is to work out how long something actually takes you, not just how long you think it's going to take or how long somebody else allocates for you to do it in. Yes. So, oh, can you quickly just pop to the shops? It'll only take you two minutes. Well, actually, it may not take them two minutes. It may take them 15 minutes. So it's just having that realistic expectations, I think, um, and, and allowing time for the realistic expectations. And timing yourself can be super helpful because that can be when you're like, I can't be bothered putting these clothes away. It's going to take me half an hour to put the clothes away. When actually, if you tell the kids to come and get their own clothes, actually putting your clothes away takes five minutes and timing that. Or, you know, you say you do have to put everybody's away. You think it's only going to take you half an hour. Well, actually, maybe it will take you 45 minutes and it then makes you late for the next thing. Mm. So mm. having a realistic expectation of what it actually takes can absolutely help you in your time management. Yeah. 
We have been speaking for so long. Thank you for your patience. We're going to just read quick, quick reviews and then let you get on with your day. <laughs> All right. We're going to help you with your time management by finishing it up. This is review is from Apple Podcasts in Denmark. Ooh. So Steffi77MP gives us a five-star review titled, I love these ladies. A huge thank you to these wonderful, kind and sincere ladies. This podcast is just amazing with tips for everyone, not only about decluttering, but how to transform your life one step at a time to become more intentional. You always feel their warmth and heart through the podcast. They complement each other in every way. And I often find myself smiling or laughing while listening to their banter. Keep it up, ladies. I found this podcast just a few months ago and have been addicted ever since. I'm now all caught up. Oh my goodness, that's very impressive on all your episodes. So I'm not looking forward to having to wait each week to get my fix. I'm British, but I've lived in Denmark for the last 15 years. And while some technology terminology, I was gonna say technology, while some terminology can be confusing, there is so much to take away from every episode of this podcast. Love, love, love this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of terminology, we did an ad for our US market where Amy says sachets, just letting you all you US people know that a sachet is like a little, little packet. <laughs> packet. So like what lem sip would come in or, and so it, you could, it's a little packet. <laughs> yeah. And if you're ever confused, chuck it on our Facebook community and go, girls, what's a sachet? Girls, what's a boot of a car? Because that's always fun to see the com- the conversation yes. there. Okay. And our second one is from Boston Mama Woo-woo, from Canada. Awesome. Love Boston and Canada. So it's, <laughs> not, it's titled Non-Judgmental Cheerful Advice. And it's five star as well from Apple Podcasts. It says, these gals are great. I appreciate their non-judgmental and cheerful advice. Well, thank you, Boston Mama in Canada. And thank you, Steffi77. Go the year of 77. It's best year ever to be born. <laughs> and speaking of time management, we love you. We thank you for listening every week. And we can't wait to be back in your ears next week. We will see you next week. Have an amazing week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash theartofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.